Hello everybody and welcome to another Nonsense Retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick, and joining me equally as always is Devon. Yeah, this is the way. <laughs> or is that Uganda Knuckles? I forget. Well, that's do as long as you know D-Way, then yes, this is D-Way. <laughs> And yeah, we're revisiting The Mandalorian. We're going to be talking about Season 2 today. But before we get too much into that, let's start with our time-honored nonsense, Asinine Hypothetical. And do you have one for me today? You can pick any weapon from any mythology or fandom or whatever, and it is now your signature weapon. What do you pick and how do you use it to dominate your foes? Uh, I really like the Wirelands in PSO. Cool, it's I can't a- input here. <laughs> well, I'll describe it real quick. It's a basically a uh, a claw on a wire, and the idea is you you lob the claw at something and you can grab onto it, um, or you can just use it as a weight to electrify the wire and use the wire as a uh, like a, a powerful whip. I feel like that's very easily lullified by a very heavy wooden shield. Yeah, but also you can just aim somewhere else. You can aim behind them, shoot yeah, behind yeah, them, yeah, and yeah. have it loop do, around. Do you know how shields work? You go like this. Oh, they're aiming there. Boop. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's it basically turns a normal person into Spider-Man plus plus. Okay, like, but you, without the Spider-Man strength. Yeah, you don't have the Spider-Man strength, but you do have the ability to like you, you've got two of them, so you can just like um you know like um like you're not as big of a Zelda fan as some people, but like in one of the Zelda games you get a hook shot and then you get two hook shots and you can just go boy 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 and swing from A to B with them. So you could do that with these. I hate to be that guy, but I feel like it's also outranged by a bow. Okay, sure. Uh but you don't run out of your one weapon, whereas you might run out of arrows. No, it's throw mud. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that with any weapon. <laughs> So apologies for picking one that you couldn't really put a lot of input into, but I'm uh, gonna but... shit on it because I don't know nothing about it. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the real cop out one is the lightsaber because of how fucking cool it is. But you know, even then, you gotta be you gotta be there to hit someone with it. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those weird things where like they don't make it clear in the films, but they make it clear in the books, as far as I'm aware. Of it's actually very hard to wield something that should have weight that doesn't have weight. Yeah, I think there's a grand total of one time that a non-force user just uses the lightsaber and it's Han Solo and they make yeah they do make a massive point of how fucking weird it is <laughs> so much um, so that he goes back to all reliable yeah <laughs> yeah he basically says fuck this and gets out his gun again <laughs> Although, to be fair, he is trying to cut into a starship, which, you know, would take more shots than none. At least so. at least he didn't try to use it in, like, an actual duel or something. Oh, yeah, he was using it as a cutting tool, not as a not yeah. as a fighting tool, yeah. If he used it in a duel, he would have uh, very quickly got, what is it, the Skywalker special? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, we're we're currently at four pieces. Do, do I hear five? Well, it's more like uh, Anakin got his hand chopped off, Luke got his hand chopped off, Rey didn't, but she's also not a Skywalker. Walker, fuck anyone yeah. who says otherwise, including the yeah. writing room. Yeah, she stole the name. <laughs> she just went, I'm Ray, uh, fucking Skywalker, and the ghosts were like, I've been paid for all my lines, I can't see anymore. <laughs> Oh, one of my favourite piss takes is how uh, she buries the lightsaber in the sand and it just cuts to Anakin going, SEND! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, yeah. But my one for you is, is there a Star Wars character that hasn't yet been seen in live action that you would adore to see portrayed in live action? Oh, fuck. You see, I'm not actually um, that well-versed in out-of-live-action things. Like, there's animated characters, sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, the big one we know is going to be in live-action anyway because his name's in the series. Yeah, <laughs> Kenobi, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, well, Kenobi's been on screen anyway. No, I was talking about Thrawn. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, Thrawn, yeah. yeah uh, Thrawn. Which, so it's kind of a, it's kind of one of those answers where it's like, that's what I want to see, but there's no point in saying that because we know that's what we're going to see. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, be nice for him to do, like, um, a live-action series set on that fucking death world. I forget the name of the species, but um, basically just, like, um, a live-action interpretation of uh, Savage's story. Okay, yeah, 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 the the Night Sisters and uh, Night Brothers on Dathomir, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think, like, apart from Darth Maul, I don't think we've seen one in live action. By the same token, I'd love to see a live action Ventress series, that'd be cool. Yeah, Ventress would be a very good one for that, actually. Like, that show show it. show her pre-apprenticeship to Dooku, because she was a badass before she met Dooku. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. They retconned her being in, into being the same race as Maul by yeah. making, by, well, they basically neutered two races by making it something else that kind of existed in Expanded Universe before then, but there's so little that existed before that that they might as well just roll it all up into one so they did. Yeah, although the uh, the Turbo Nerds did throw a bitch fit. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> it wasn't any worse than any of some of the dumb fucking decisions Lucas has made. It wasn't any worse than fucking turning Boba Fett into a clone, but, you know, that happened and people tend to have forgiven that over time. Yeah, because it turns out the clones are badasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're actually, you know, good characters to have around, you know? Well, depends <laughs> on the clone. Well, <laughs> it worked for Boba. <laughs> it worked for Boba. It worked for the Bad Batch. Yeah, it did. It worked yeah, for totally any totally. character who decided to take out their chip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we are. But yeah, uh, like we said, we are going to be focusing today on Mandalorian Season 2. We might mention Book of Boba, but we're not going to go into it at any degree of intentional detail. be honest with you, there's not much there. No. <laughs> to be fair, we might as well do it on this, but we're not going to because we're not prepared. Now nah, we're doing this as a, as a bit of a quick episode there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we start a little bit after um, Season 1 finishes with The Marshal. It's the, the Cobb Vanth episode. Yes, he should not have gotten and... rid of that armour. No. <laughs> I yeah, do he, gets fu- gone. he gets fucked without the armour. <laughs> I do appreciate, though, and like saying we're not going to talk about Book of Boba that much, we're going to touch on it very quickly here, because Cobb Vanth was a surprisingly big part, even though he didn't have that much screen time. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Where I appreciate... It's weird, because in the first episode of The Mandalorian Season 2, they make it look like this guy is an absolute bitch chump without the armour. And then yeah. we see him again in Book of Boba without the armour as the proper marshal, and oh no, he's still a cowboy. Yeah, he's he's grown into his role as marshal and stopped relying on being invincible. But like, I I always it feels like he could do that anyway. Yeah. He just he yeah. just didn't have the confidence. Like bear in mind when he first tried to liberate the town, it was basically an army against one dude, and you're not doing that no matter how skilled of a sharpshooter or quick shot you are. Yeah, unless yeah. his name's Cad Bane, but you know. <laughs> and again, if it weren't for the fact that he appeared in in Book of Boba, I'm pretty sure he would have been your pick for uh, for my question. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> he's a space cow. He's he's not even Clint Eastwood. He's actually uh, Lee Van Cliff in space. Yeah, I, I is looked that, it. Is I, that I, the bad. Yeah, yeah, he's Angel Eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, it basically, when I looked it up, because I looked up a bit about Cad Bane, it's like he was based on Lee Van Cliff, which is just the Clint Eastwood of Clint Eastwood's generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so I looked into it a little bit more and apparently Cobb Vanth was, I don't know whether he was the star, but he definitely featured in a novel trilogy, which came out after the Disney canon started. So it seems like Disney wanted him to be a big deal and this was basically his live action debut rather than the debut of the character in total. Sure. Um, but yeah, they fight a crate dragon, so we get to see a crate dragon. That was cool. Here's one of the coolest details because um, I didn't look up this shit. I'm not that interested, but I'm subscribed to a lot of subreddits. Most of them are Star Wars related. And yeah. one of them is the sound that the crate dragon makes is identical to the fucking pitch that of the sound that Obi Wan fucking Kenobi does in Episode Four. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I remember I when I mentioned that. It's when we did the episode four watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing is that when this episode was new, people thought that Mando was just going to cannibalize the Boba armor and just like give himself the sensor package and the backpack missile launcher and all that. Uh, turns out he didn't have enough downtime in between to actually do that. So. <laughs> well, also he 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 very much works to the Mandalorian code of oh this armor was taken. It needs to be either returned to our clan or returned. To the person who owns it. Yeah, return to the owner or return to the clan. And if it's returned to the clan, then it gets then cannibalized. E- uh, cannibalized. Yeah. <laughs> Either find a successor, mm-hmm. which you know sometimes there is actually a an actual heir for a person who has died. Sure. So that person would get it. Um, or like you say, cannibalized, either ripped apart or actually melted down. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the next one is the passenger, and I kind of hated this episode. <laughs> I loved the episode. However, okay. there is absolutely no denying the fact that it is pure filler. Yeah, totally. It was right, a good you... episode but it wasn't a good, you know, story. Yeah, it could have taken part in season one <laughs> quite happily. I actually have an uh, answer for this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I think you said it in the past that yeah, they yeah. wanted an eight, epi- eight episode season. And Filoni argued for, it was either five or six. Mm, yeah, So because there's basically two episodes that are more or less the same. There's the there's the siege episode and there's the, the one where they actually go to a, uh, a no- well, they go to a Imperial thing in two episodes and blow it up both times. Like, yeah, weirdly enough I remember fuck all about those episodes I really yeah. don't. Like yeah. I remember the one they had, I remember the episode with Bill Burr because we'll get to that when we get to that because that was a good fucking episode. Yeah well it, that was a way better Siege episode than the episode siege. called The Siege. Yeah. <laughs> well it wasn't really Siege was it? It was. I mean, it ended up being like that because they needed to shoot their way out but it was meant to be subterfuge. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that doesn't, yeah. oh Rick I don't know if you can I see had, the stream. I, yeah I also, I also saw that in my Discord <laughs> preview so <laughs> <laughs> You're back to normal now. It's all good. Yeah, apologies to YouTube who just saw me become a great square. <laughs> Ooh, he's a great Jedi. I Ooh. became a cardboard cutout. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, in The Passenger, the froggy lady wants to get to the other side of the galaxy before her space menopause hits, because she's got her eggs, they're the last one she's ever going to lay, and she wants to go to Bone Town with her husband, who's like having a, doing, working away or whatever. And we have the side threat of uh, Grogu wanting to eat them. Uh, not even wanting to, he just succeeds at every, every well, opportunity. He, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, he doesn't eat all of them. <laughs> yeah, there's like a full jar at the beginning and there's like four at the end. There's, there's a bit more than four. <laughs> <laughs> it's very definitely not a full jar and she very definitely does catch him eating them <laughs> 
I know there's I know there's a point where uh, I, he doesn't slap Grogu on the back of the head, but he does give him a bit of a firm push when he catches him eating it at one point. Just like, no, yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. I think the only saving grace is that because they're not fertilized, it's not actual murder. It's not murder anyway, even if they were fertilized. Well, yeah, not really. Uh, it's still fucked up because you're eating essentially the offspring of a of a sentient species. Yeah, yeah. the offspring but... of a sentient species, like after the parents have decided to have a child. Well, that's the key thing, right? The reason why it's fucked up is this person has a has a brain. You know they think they can communicate with you, and they say these are my babies. Please do not eat. And then if yeah. you then if you eat them, you are the asshole. Yeah, they crash, and I think Mando wants to just wait it out. Um, but Frog Lady really wants to get to the other side of the galaxy, so she, so she hacks Richard Ayoade's head to give him a verbal tongue lashing. Well, yeah. I guess all tongue lashings are verbal, really, aren't they? No, you know, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it's not the dumbest thing you said on the podcast. Let's put it that way. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> Um, we've got the heiress. This is the first reasonably story-driven episode that I can really think of. Like, yeah, the Cobb Vanth one had some story, but this one is actually setting up the season. You've yeah, got... I get you, I get you. Uh, this is one where we meet the Alpha Mandos, right? Yeah, you've got Bo-Katan and her patsies, and they basically tell the viewers that Mando is a cultist. Yeah, I had a very fun conversation with my brother. Uh, yeah. I remember this very vividly, because I was in the room while he was watching it, because I, I always watch new shows in the morning if I can. Yeah. And he was watching it about midday. And I, I was doing this thing where I'm like, okay, they're going to reveal who they are in a minute. So I'm just going to stop what I'm doing and just go, hmm. <laughs> And uh, the second they took off their helmets, my brother said, and I quote, they're not Mandalorians. And I'm like, oh, you motherfucker. Bo-Katan is the most Mandalorian Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She's literally the warrior princess of Mandalore. Like, for real. Although she does do something later on the series that drives me fucking crazy, but we'll get to that when we get to that final fucking juicy episode. But um, (laughs) it's nice to see Bo-Katan in live action and they cast a great actress. Yeah, Katie Sackhoff completely knocked it out of the park and... Um, I don't know whether the Bo-Katan series is still going to go forward, but I'm still. Oh, it'd be fucking criminal if they happens. didn't. Like, if it doesn't happen as a series, it will still be very good as uh, spotlight episodes. I f- I feel I feel like Book of Boba might have hampered its chances because Book of Boba was not as well received as it should have been. That's a fact. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, it, yeah. but I acknowledge it has its pitfalls. Absolutely. But um, taking it out of the equation, it would have been great to have had a series of well, Bo-Katan trying to take over, uh, reclaim man. Mandalore, as it were, and oh look, it's Mandalorian book four. But Dude, you know, ping pong between the two, like um, tales of Mandalore. Like you, you have a Boba episode, then you have a Bo-Katan episode. Well, yeah, sure, but I mean, just like because Boba Fett got his own series, yeah. give Bo-Katan her own series, and have the Mandalorian fucking show up halfway through, and then there you go, yeah. it's it's just Mandalorian book four, you know? Yeah, yeah, it just ties it together, yeah. Like, which is fine. <laughs> I don't mind them doing that, but you know, it was a bit of a fucking. Uh, it's the Bad Batch Clone Wars Joko all over again, except it's more on point because literally. Literally, Mandalorian shows up, Return of the Mandalorian. Oh, it's the Mandalorian show now, again. Yeah. <laughs> Which isn't bad, but it's not what was advertised. But, um, yeah, just a bit of an aside. I can't remember the character's name, forgive me. The other woman Mandalorian, who's not uh, bo Koska. Koska. It's played by Sasha Banks. Oh, okay. It's a WWE wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know what she's currently doing. I don't currently watch the WWE product. But um, just, just for context to the viewers, she is one of the four horsewomen. Okay. Um, basically, kick-started the women's revolution, which 
is, oh, look, women's wrestling is good now because they're not just eye candy. Good, yeah. <laughs> that's not me saying that. That's WWE saying that for about 20 plus years. Women's wrestling? Nah, we just want to see tits and ass. Yeah. There was literally a team called TNA and it stood for tits and ass. Yeah, I remember in the late 90s, my cousin had magazines of divas. Oh, to be, just, fa- yeah. to be fair, they've had a long-standing relationship with Playboy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just lady wrestlers in bikinis. Go. <laughs> That's not to shit on the old school divas, by the way. There was some standout talents, but they were never allowed to, you know, shine. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, I'll get off my soapbox. I just wanted to point out that, yeah, there's Sasha Banks, and yeah, she can act. Yep, yep. Um, Bo-Katan's main plot points in this episode were uh, revealing that she has as much, if not more, of a beef with Gideon as Mando does. Um, so... Up until the child gets abducted, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the child's abducted, <laughs> it's like, nah, that's not comparable, bro. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I touch on that when it happens as well. But um, And the other thing she does is she says, oh yeah, uh, go find Ahsoka. <laughs> oh yeah when they said I didn't actually know that much I, I, well, I, I'd heard rumblings and rumours that Ahsoka had been cast but when mm. they said it in the series it became real yeah yeah. Um, the, this is a big deal because it's the first time she's been mentioned since Rebels where the last time she was seen was having Joe a fight with Vader, with Vader. Yeah. yeah and Vader don't take no prisoners <laughs> Although Vader is still very much Anakin, and Anakin has always very much um, succumbed to his feelings, as it were. Yeah, yeah, I feel Jesus you. Christ, that fucking VR thing that they do where you go through Mustafar and are doing shit for Vader. Like, you see him still talking to a holocron of Padme. Yeah, man. Was that Vader Immortal? I think it was called Immortal. It was like three chapters. It was yeah. very good. Like I said, if I come up north, I'll have to bring that VR headset. It's a great experience. Yeah. yeah I thought it was yeah. going to be shit because <laughs> yeah. it came free with the headset. So it's like, they don't give away stuff that's good for free man it was free oh man it was, Shit, it, I might have to uh... like I didn't pay well bear in mind it was a fucking 250 plus quid fucking VR headset yeah they do have to give you something to actually like show off how good it is like uh, I've got I've bought one game on that machine and that's Beat Saber because it's fun yeah <laughs> just do do lightsaber shit but do it to a beat that's it yep <laughs> like if I was gonna d- show off a VR headset to anyone that's the game I'd give I'd give them to try because look it's simple it's basic and it's fun yeah and then it's and then my next question is do you like star wars yeah oh, i'm gonna blow your mind <laughs> <laughs> but this is even more star wars than beat saber this is actual star wars Go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude there's a moment in that where there's a creature climbing up a wall and um i'm just like this is gonna be a slight spoiler but it doesn't spoil any story so who gives a shit i'm just like that's a big creature what the fuck is it and then it roars right in your face and i go is that a because ah! runkles <laughs> look really scary in vr yeah 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 having something without the illusion well okay the idea is it's the illusion of presence in VR real so without the actual separation of the screen and the rest of the room that you're in oh yeah yeah you you don't want to be there I'll say this right (laughs) that one moment in that VR experience is what told me I am never downloading a horror experience on VR oh because it wasn't scary I just wasn't expecting it so it frightened the shit out of me I'm surprised I didn't wake up anyone in the house because I'm pretty sure I screamed And it was just like, and then I didn't know what the control, what the game wanted me to do to get past it. So I was stuck there for about ten minutes, going, "Do I what?" For those of you listening, I'm moving my head around a bunch, going, "Where's yeah, the?" He's, ch- he's chasing the Phantom Moth for comedic effect. Uh, uh, <laughs> turned a little bit into John Travolta a little bit, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> John Travolta meme. <laughs> 
Oh, dear. Yeah, but yeah, it's a good it's a good experience. I feel like I've sidetracked us. My apologies. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's all Star Wars related and Star Wars adjacent. Next episode is The Siege. It was a crap episode. I can't remember <laughs> anything from it. Um, Kara has a, face, a space parrot. Hey. Uh, she has a space ferret that's clearly a puppet, and it's a crap puppet. I, t- I don't remember this happening. <laughs> uh, and the child steals all the cookies using the Force. Okay. Yeah, he goes to school and steals all the cookies. Oh, I uh, vaguely recall that bit. Yeah, and uh, it reveals that Gideon has dark yeah, which are tough to kill. Yeah, they are. <laughs> now, the next episode is the good one! The Jedi! Yes, yes, episode five. We finally, finally, finally see Ahsoka in live action. And, oh my god, did they improve on that outfit. Yeah, they did. Like, in this episode, the outfit... Well, the, the prosthetics aren't very good in this episode, to the point that they've basically said, yeah, we're going to improve on them for the Ahsoka show. It, um, make, it makes me believe that the reason why the episode is mostly dark... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when she shows up in Book of Boba for a brief scene spoiler oops um, she um, she looks much better yeah this is the only episode that's not written by Favreau is it written by Filoni yeah, yeah. As, he might, as he might have I uh, wonder might have why <laughs> wonder fucking why his actual OC gets starring role in this episode hmm maybe give it to the person whose OC it is to write it yeah. I do, do <laughs> want to briefly touch on Oso- Ahsoka because Ahsoka is an amazing character in that yeah. um, it's one of the few examples you can point to of a character that everyone in the fan base fucking hated when she first showed up and everyone yeah. very quickly from I can't pinpoint the exact moment but there's a, there's an episode where it's like it goes from man this character's annoying why did it exist to okay I get it yeah you're okay and then she just keeps evolving and becoming more cool but that's also the benefit of having a she is literally a child when we first see her yeah yeah or at like, the very at very least like pre, uh, just very just into t- yeah like 13 at most yeah. and then by yeah. the end she's an adult and she's doing badass Jedi shit mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Like, Sorry, badass actual, civilian shit. I think uh, the actual... Um, I'm not sure it's the actual turning point, but for me, the time when I realised people were giving her respect was when she got the second lightsaber. That was quite a way in. Like, okay, but you know what I mean? It's like she, she was now... She'd evolved herself as a character, and this is where she gave herself a fighting style that was her own. So okay, sure, this sure. Is, this is when she like really cemented that she was her own person rather than just a Padawano. I get you, I get you. Um, I also want to go into a bit of a rant at fans if you'll allow me sure anyone who ships Ahsoka with Anakin needs to be shot yeah there are several things wrong with this first and foremost apprentice and master no bad stop it two she is a child he is not I, I realise that's a bit hypocritical considering the Padme Anakin thing but <laughs> well this is after Anakin has been married <laughs> and number three anyone who thinks Anakin would ever go with anyone than Padme has not watched the fucking series ever yeah yeah like there was, ah. a, comic, there was a comic at one point where you're gonna talk meets, about the crazy nurse? Uh, no, a different one. Oh, okay, he meets cool. One of Padme's handmaidens, as in one of the ones that used to be do- a body double for her on mission. Oh no! And she also misses Padme. Yeah, it makes sense. And they have this kind of semi-almost fling. Oh no! And it doesn't end well because it's Vader, and the status quo has to remain. But it could have gone differently if it was anyone less evil than Vader. You know? I don't even think that's evil. I think it's like um... devote, like devotion to the memory you know yeah yeah it's one of those where it's 
like devotion, but like a warped, fucked up version of it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know the comic that I was referencing? Yeah, the, the one with the the ensign who's basically space Harley Quinn. And yeah, like yeah. Pining she thinks, after Vader. Yeah, at the very end she, when she catches him without his helmet, and it's just like, oh, I'll look after you, and just bzz. yeah. <laughs> I, I think he says something really fucked. I think his exact words are something along the lines of, "Put this in the trash compactor with the rest of the trash," but you know, more yeah. eloquently because he's Vader and not me. Yeah, dispose yeah. of this as well. <laughs> the, 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 mo- the fucked up part is like uh, her superior straight up said, "Don't fucking stick your nose in Vader's business. Just leave him alone. He'll yeah. kill us yeah. all." <laughs> yeah, like it's it's like it's Darth Vader. <laughs> mm, mm. And for people listening, uh, I did some really dramatic hand motions to separate the two things that emphasizes both words equally. <laughs> yeah, man, don't fuck with Vader. The last time I did that was at a party at uni when some last came up to me and says, I'm doing computer science, but it's full of nerds. And I did the same motion of, it's computer science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you would expect by doing computer science and not expecting it to be full of nerds, but oh well. Yeah, for real, man. Um, <laughs> but yeah, shall we um, Shall we go back to the episode at hand? Because a lot of things happened in this. Yeah, let's shall. So um, there is a magistrate on the planet that they're on. Um, she, the magistrate is lawful evil. Uh, she's trying to kill Ahsoka because she's been doing chaotic good things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she hires Mando to take out Ahsoka, and his exact words are not that he will accept the job, it's, where's the Jedi? Yep. So she thinks, okay, that means you've accepted the job, and then her guys stop uh, harassing him, yep, yep, which yep. is great for him, because it means he only has to focus on the thing that he's focusing on and not actually being distracted by an entire planet full well, full of goons. Yeah. Um, he finds her, she gives us the child's name, Grogu. I've actually got it written in my notes as Greg Yoda. <laughs> Um, she refuses to take him as an apprentice because she can sense how much he loves Mando and she's seen firsthand how badly the fear of loss can mess up a powerful psychic humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who she's referring to. Um, like at the end of the episode, she tells them to go to Tython and like gives them some breadcrumbs to follow for the rest of the series. Yeah, to go to uh, the Magic Stones to send out a boosted Jedi warp fill signal. Yeah, just at everyone who's listening on Force Twitter. Jesus Christ. I don't like the way you phrase that. <laughs> But the actual main meat combat focus of the episode is going on an assault on the magistrate's house while she's torturing all the villagers because just killing them doesn't seem to get enough of a rise out of Ahsoka. Yeah, it's very, it's very um, cartoony the way she decides to treat the villagers. In that, like, I get it. Like, you like, we want to show off this character is evil. So how do we do this? We make them do evil shit for yeah. no reason other than to be evil. Yeah, I think, I think they try to justify it in that. No, they must know something but even then that means the character is paranoid and therefore not great mm, yeah yeah um, um there are two standout moments in the conflict which i adore and that is um the uh magistrate has her own mercenary at her employee who yep. is an old older gentleman and therefore everyone should immediately go we should be scared of this motherfucker yeah and oh, you don't get many old mercenaries no it's also why boba fett's name carries so much fucking weight yeah and and that goes like triple for cad bane yeah but um <laughs> But yeah, um, I did like the fact that the mercenary... I, f- I generally got fooled because like this guy's been alive for a long time. He's made it in this career where people do not traditionally live to an old age. And he's just like, I'm just here for the money. And puts his gun down. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. He's a mercenary. And then he fucking takes out a sidearm and tries to see- shoot Mando. And it's just like... <laughs> 
Okay, I guess. <laughs> That's also how he's gotten to that age. He puts people into a false sense of security and then wins. <laughs> yeah, but also Mando's wearing Beskar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was never going to work. Uh, another thing is, yeah, the, the magistrate has her own Beskar spear and actually holds her own against Ahsoka, although part of the implication is that Ahsoka wants to milk her for information rather than kill her. Yeah, she wants to know where Thrawn is. Yeah, exactly. And uh, when she names drop that name, that's another moment where I'm like... <laughs> Um, there is something that hints at that beforehand, though. Oh. Uh, the magistrate has HK droids. The HK droids have an insignia, and the insignia is of Thrawn's Seven Fleet. Yeah, but you got to be a turbo fucking nerd to spot that. Yeah, yeah. Turbo I... nerd is the exact wording I've got in my script. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I want to go back to the fight scene between Ahsoka and the Magistrate in that it is... Mm. Um, oh, I forget the gentleman's name. He's a Japanese director who used to do a lot of samurai films. And uh, it's mm. it the shot, it's shot like one of those fucking classic samurai showdowns. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, by the end of it, Ahsoka's like, I don't need a fucking Beskar spear. Here you go, Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> and um, two I've... lightsabers and only two hands. <laughs> And uh, I very much deduced why it was a spear. Okay. Uh, Pedro Pascal plays the Mandalorian. Yeah. He played Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones. I'm aware that he was a Game of Thrones guy. I have no insight or uh, context for what the character was in Game of Thrones. Well, don't worry about it. Sure. He had a he had a dual scene where he was a spearman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's really good at spear tricks because he fucking learnt it for the for <laughs> the for the role. And I I believe there's a quote out there by the uh, the choreographer who said, "I've never seen someone pick this shit up." as fast as Pedro Pascal. However, a lot of people seem to say that about a lot of different people whenever they teach people shit. So, uh, take that with a grain of salt. Either way, essentially, it was a spear because Pedro Pascal can do fight scenes with a spear without needing to learn new shit. (laughs) (laughs) Another cute little thing from this episode is that the magistrate's actress has has kept ties to the studio and she's gotten her entire dojo, including her husband and her adopted son, to be cast as Tuscans in Book of Boba. Oh, sweet. So, like, they're... Yeah, they're all doing like the Gaddafi stick kata as. Um, oh, so that like, explains why she, uh, why that fight scene was so fucking good then, because she's yeah. uh, she's she's also a, an expert. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying Pedro Pascal's an expert. I'm just saying he knows what to do on camera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's um, interesting. I didn't know that. That's very cool. Yeah, there was a. She posted a thing on Twitter. Oh, you. I also have Dr Pepper today. <laughs> Did you also have rumours when you were when you were in school? It's like, oh, don't drink Dr Pepper; it lowers your sperm count. No. That okay? If you used to drink uh, Dr Pepper in my fucking secondary or primary school, people would go, oh, don't drink that; it, it gets rid of your sperm. And it's just like, I mean, I, and I'm like, I'm twelve; I don't care. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm older, and I'm like, that sounds like bullshit anyway. <laughs> A yes, and B, you know, we've got fucking enough of it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, uh, sidetrack aside, you were going to say some other tidbit? Yeah, it's just that even though it was clearly a pilot for the Ahsoka show, it's still my favourite episode of the show, of the of this series. Okay, you're wrong. Okay, okay. <laughs> you're wrong! You're just wrong! Okay. <laughs> oh, and by the way, Ahsoka is the first of three very fun returning characters. Four if you yeah. count Bill Burr, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he was barely a character to begin with. He becomes a character in this series. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> uh, so, we got the next episode of The Tragedy. Tragedy! Ah! When your balls go red and he's shagging in bed, it's tragedy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Way to they keep go it classy. To they go to Tython, which I found out when I did some digging that in the pre-Star Wars script, the planet Tython was already named even as far back as that. And it's it's meant to be the uh, like the birthplace of the Jedi in total. Like, over 
the overall actual homeworld of the original Jedi. Sure, but George Lucas ain't that smart. Well, they <laughs> co-opted the name into that. Uh, apparently, they used it as a name drop for a Sabacc move. Okay. But it's, it, it's... I'm going to talk about this super obscure fucking minigame from Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> well, it's, it's the game that Han Solo played to win the Millennium Falcon. Um, Is it yeah. poker? Is it dominoes? It's both! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they get followed by a very much alive Boba, Boba Fett and a very much alive Fennec Shan. We've seen Fennec Shan in this season already. This is the first time we see Boba Fett in more than just a leg and a hand. Have we seen Fennec in this series? Do, do you mean series one? Yeah, in, in the, right. se- the series rather than the season, so yeah. Um, he fights them off until the main course of Stormtroopers arrive and then they just kind of put their backs back to back and team up against the imps. Yeah, because no one likes a Stormtrooper. Yep. <laughs> um, during the crossfire, Boba robs the Razor Crest. He gets his armor, which is, you know, exactly what he wanted all along. To be fair, uh, he doesn't. it's not r- stealing if it's your shit. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Mando thinks it's stealing because Mando doesn't think that Boba is a real Mando yeah. until he calls up his um, his chain code on his uh, on his wrist thing and goes, "Oh yeah, this this was my master. That's my dad. That's his master. He was a real Mando. Therefore, I'm a real Mando. Get fucked, idiot." But, <laughs> <laughs> then, Oversimplification, so they, but yeah. Then they shake hands and part ways. Except they don't part ways for long because Mando doesn't have a ship anymore because he just got blown up by the Imperial. Also, the kid uh, got nicked. Yeah, the kid get well. The kid gets nicked. Um, the kid gets nicked by dark troopers yes so after the stormtroopers have worn down the heroes enough the dark troopers go okay time to win now <laughs> uh, the ship gets blown up and the only things left over are the spear and i believe the little metal ball that, uh, that the child used to play with yeah because mando needs a reason to be sad yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, the um, the guy that oh, trained Jango... sorry, sorry, very quickly. Um, I do find it adorable how Boba Fett makes up a bullshit excuse to help Mando, where he yeah. goes, um, I promised you the, the child's safety for my armor. I have my armor. And it's just like, yeah. it's basically yeah. Boba like, I'm not a good guy, but I'm going to make up an excuse to be good for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a hero, but let's fuck up those villains. <laughs> I, I get such Zayed, uh like vibes, like all you need is Boba Fett to say we need to be big goddamn heroes, and it's basically the same thing yeah Yeah, another little f- fun little tidbit. Um, the guy that Django that uh, that Boba mentions as Django's teacher mm-hmm. has the same name that Boba had in um, in old lore before he got retconned into being a clone. Sure, which I thought was cute. Yeah, sure, man. I, d- I don't know, man. I've uh, I, d- I didn't see it. I, didn't, I don't yeah. know what the name is. I don't know anything. I'm not that much of a nerd. Yeah, uh, they just took took that character, shifted it backwards a couple of generations. Why not? Yeah. It's cool. Chapter fifteen is the Believer, and this is the Bill Burr episode. Yes, Bill Burr, the person who hates fucking Star Wars and yet still gives it 110%. Um, oh yeah, totally. Like that, and it really shows, like the 110% bit really shows, like how can you do well in something that you hate? Well, you put the fact that you hate it aside and you earn your it, paycheck. It's, it's it's also that Bill Burr doesn't hate Star Wars, he just shits on it in his routine. <laughs> like, he just thinks it, it, it's stupid. Like, yeah, because it is stupid. Everything's fucking stupid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, if you can't if you can't accept that the thing that you love is stupid, then you've not been paying attention. Pretty much. But um, it's one of those things where comedians okay it's one of those weird things where i'm gonna go on a rinny rant i apologize where people go to a comedy show and then forget they're watching a comedy show and that everything is a joke yeah yeah it's like, designed to be funny yeah it's, it's there to be funny to entertain you um and if it entertains you by being funny great now don't get me wrong i understand that some jokes can be upsetting yeah they can rick you and i we are gentlemen of carriage mm-hmm. i'm not a massive fan of fat jokes because i am fat however some of them are very funny <laughs> Ha 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 ha. Um, 
But, you know, it, I'm not going to get into it, but, like, um, there are certain communities, shall we say, that really don't like being joked about. And I get it. They're currently fighting a fight. However, it's a joke. Yeah. And it's at a comedy show. It's explicitly a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that is where I will leave it. Yeah. Yeah. The hill to die on is not one of fiction. Oh, God, no. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> if someone says something on the street and it's like, ah, it's a joke. And it's like, no, nah, they're saying that because they said something and realized you don't like it. Um, yeah. They wanted to get a rise out of you in the first place. And yeah, it, then they pulled the, it's just the prank, prank bro. Defense. Oh, I hate that shit so much. Yes. My favorite type of video, which never gets posted because people don't post videos of themselves getting their ass beat, is when um someone goes, it's just a prank, bro. And the person does not care and they still get yeah. slugged. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, Bill Burr and Mando infiltrate a Imperial base. Mando decides that the part about protecting a foundling is more important than the part about keeping your face hidden. Yes. Um, which is part of, it's one of the paladin dilemmas of do you want to be lawful or good? Well, he wants to be loyal, not to the letter of the law, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, one of the things that I find absolutely sweet mm-hmm. is um, after the shit show that Bill Burr's character causes, I forget the character's name, I'm just going to call him Bill Burr. Um, yeah. Mayfeld, I think he's called Mayfeld the, the shit show that Mayfeld curs, uh, causes he gives the Mando the stormtrooper helmet and he just goes I didn't see nothing yeah exactly because every other person that did see his face is dead yeah I do so... I do love the fucking pan shot of the fucking canteen after the first shot is fired of everyone yeah. just sort of momentarily going what's just happened why is the yeah. commander dead yeah because that is exactly it Bill Burr <laughs> starts the firefight he's the, the commander just promises in semi-polite conversation to be ten times the villain that Mayfeld is already disgusted with so he just shoots him point blank it's one of those where um, someone brought this up in a reddit thread this is not my own thought because I've not mm-hmm. watched I've not watched a complete new trilogy never gonna watch that final film don't care I was kind of I wasn't forced I said oh I'll give it a go and then I ended up watching the first two um, which weren't good but um, someone Brett basically said in 10 minutes of the Mandalorian season 2 they have a better rede- redemption of a stormtrooper than Finn's entire free movie plotline yeah, because they tried to drag it out over more than one movie and then forgot that it was meant to be an arc. Uh, <laughs> also, for fuck's sake, what a fucking dilemma to put someone in, in that um, you have to sit down and pretend to be okay with the atrocities you know this person's committed. Yeah, and will continue to commit and wants to better himself on. He wants to beat his own KDA record. But it's also like, um, it's very, it's not even implied, it's pretty much outright stated, even though they don't say it. Like, this torments Mayfield to the extent that he has probably got PTSD at minimum. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, the, the whole experience puts them on the same side very, very, very firmly now. Oh, and another little thing, they the way that they sneak into the base is that they hijack a tank. That was going to get they, fucked up. Yeah, they don't use the tank, they just take the clothes off the people driving it. And uh, when Mando gets into the firefight, he just treats the armor as he's used to treating his own. Which is a bad idea. Yeah, because <laughs> it just crumbles like clay. <laughs> it's crumbling. Crap. <laughs> Like, even his regular armor before he got the Beskar upgrade was better than Stormtrooper's fucking issues shit. Yeah, totally. Although I think it is, like, implied that it's cobbled together from the best Stormtrooper things that you could find. Maybe so, but, like, Storm... Again, it's one of those things where if you're outfitting general troops, they're not going to have the best shit. Yeah. Your general Cheap and what you can quickly replace. Yeah, general issue stuff is made by the lowest bidder. Like, Special Forces, sure, you're going to spend a bit more more money on them because it, it costs more in hours, if anything, if one of them falls. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's a very cynical way of looking at war, by the way, mm. which uh, one should never strive to do. However, that is, like if you want to talk about evil machines, the Empire is a pretty good fucking uh, like standard for fantasy evil regimes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my last thing on this episode is that Mando then sends an email to Gideon telling him, you need a lot of fibre in your diet because next week's episode, I'm going to push your shit in. I believe he uh, uses pretty much the exact same wording that Moff Gideon sends in the penultimate episode of season one of uh, you have something I want. It means more to me than you can possibly know. Eh. Prepare yourself. <laughs> this is happening. <laughs> Let's talk about the best thing of season two. The finale. Okay, straight off the bat, there's one thing I want to... Uh, it's about halfway through the episode, but I want to talk about it. Yep. Was anyone, even for a second, tricked by Moff Gideon's fake fucking giving up? No. <laughs> like, he was just like, I've already got what I want. You can just take it. I don't care. And it's just like, Mando, don't listen. He's going to... St- yeah, there it is. There. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he could have gotten away with it as well if it wasn't if for them not... lousy kids yeah. <laughs> like, he, he, he literally could have gotten away with it just giving over the child and letting Mando escape like at that point I, I think Mando would have actually literally just left yeah, even, probably. Though the rest, even though the rest of his team wouldn't be happy with it um, oh I'm sorry can I just also mention one more thing yep. I was like why is Boba Fett not going with the group and then when a character showed up later on I was like that's why Boba Fett wasn't with the group <laughs> Because that would be an encounter that lasts for about two minutes. Yeah, it would have been awkward, to say the least. So yep. I think what, what, what they do, don't they? they? They use Boba Fett to chase their shuttle into the Star Destroyer. Yeah, something like It's either that or he lures away TIE fighters or something. Yeah, so the idea is they <clears throat> they jump in the shuttle, then they jump in Boba Fett afterwards, shooting and missing to sell the idea that, oh shit, we, we need to be in a bigger ship with more shields than this. Can we come? Yeah. And it bypasses the... Uh, bypasses all the security checks and they're like okay shine fine sure send out some TIE fighters to chase it off and then he gets chased off yeah um pardon me my apologies I, I do realise I'm the one who jumped forward but um I'm now gonna reel it back a bit sure the episode starts with negotiating with Bogatan, mm-hmm. and we see Boba Fett basically not giving a fuck about Bogatan or Mandalore he was never there he doesn't give a shit yep. and he straight up says that's a fucking suicide mission and uh, he then has a little fight with Bogatan's number two yep. and it's great because the only because <laughs> Boga- uh, Boba Fett doesn't even start it mm, mm. and they only stop when Bogotan says stop because and the implication is, at least as far as I've read, is that Bogotan realizes that she's not actually talking to a regular clone. Yeah, yeah. And it's only that it's only now when she realizes it. She's realized that this is someone who has lived a full life, not an accelerated one, and has spent that entire life being a bounty hunter. Yeah. Not just a mercenary, like an actual bounty hunter who goes out and actively searches for targets. Like every single person that he goes for is at least in some way dangerous. Although that also being said this is also someone who's who worked quite closely with one vader yeah yeah <laughs> so and lived true uh, worked closely enough with vader that vader was a sick of his shit and b willing to hire him again <laughs> yeah uh, one of my favorite things that i i don't think is true but i think it's an adorable fan theory and that is the reason why he put up with boba for so long is because his voice reminds him of cody oh <laughs> Cody yeah. was was Cody Anakin's clone. I forget Rex. Uh, it's either Rex, Rex or Cody. Rex Rex was Anakin's. Cody was Obi Wan's. Ah, Rex then. Yeah, Rex was Anakin's. He was the blue one. Cody was uh, the yellow one. Yeah, yeah. Turned on his master uh, pretty fucking quick. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they all did. It's not their fault. Chips. Like if it if it had t- if An- if Obi Wan had taken another minute to get to Cody and say say hello and goodbye, then he just wouldn't have even had the lightsaber. Uh, yeah, but I, I you got to chalk that up to oh look, it's dramatic for the for the movie. Yeah, yeah, and it. it 
it's just like when um, when Obi-Wan and Anakin just say goodbye and part as friends saying the force may the force be with you and all that and then they're never friends again next time they meet yeah well um, best lightsaber fight on the big screen just saying <laughs> yeah yeah totally um, and yeah this episode might as well have been called Return of the Jedi but that title was already taken <laughs> oh Jesus oh Je- that would have spoiled it the rescue yeah. is such a good title because going in you're like yeah the gang's gonna rescue Grogu and then you get to the fucking hallway scene which uh, we'll talk yeah, to okay. in a minute we'll talk about yeah. it in a minute we should get all everything else out of the way and then talk about the fucking lights the, yeah yeah so um, to avoid being stabbed in the back uh, Din pulls out his spear and duels Gideon yes and wins and Bo-Katan throws a flippy shit at this because I, she wanted to fight him <laughs> I really fucking hate this alright yeah, because yeah, I think everyone does yeah because it's like oh it's all about the story and this and that and it's like okay you're gonna die got Gideon the only people who know this story are in this room can we all be in agreement that Bo-Katan beat Gideon and even if that's not the case Bo-Katan has fucking accepted the saber before without doing a duel I know yeah. that what followed was some bad shit but um you know yeah. it wasn't yeah. actually related I think that's part of the um the superstition behind it like because she accepted it without a duel like the superstition is that the bad shit happened because of that rather yeah than, I know but Bogotan's above that yeah but the the people that she has to unify are not yeah that's the problem but but this is what I'm saying the only people who know what happened are in that room Gideon's going to jail at the very minimum if not getting fucking executed and it's just like to everyone in the room are we agreed Bogotan kicked his ass yeah we are yeah. doesn't have to leave the fucking room yeah uh, well the other thing is like she could just challenge him to a game of rock paper scissors at this point <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, jeez. It just, it really undermines any amount of enjoyment people got out of Bo-Katan is that she's, she's chosen this moment to die on that hill. Yes, yeah. Like, I even wouldn't have an issue with her being a dick about it if she hadn't accepted it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, or even, even saying, I can't accept it again, but the best I can do, and just turns to Koska and go, is be your advisor. Why Koska? Well, because she's another Mando that's there. And like, just saying that one person can't have the saber more than once for instance yeah but that's never been in the rules yeah fair enough but um, Darth Maul was allowed to be ruler of Mandalore for fuck's sake yeah (laughs) half of Darth Maul was was ruler of Mandalore (laughs) dude that fucking scene with Ahsoka and Darth Maul is fucking I love it so much man yeah the one that I really love is when she just goes to him in his prison cell and goes I need chaos and just lets him out (laughs) I'm not even sure what bit you're on about I'm just talking about specifically in the Mandalore throne room when everything's going to shit yeah yeah I'm talking about in the last season of Clone Wars when Order 66 was live the clones were hunting Ahsoka so Ahsoka needed a distraction what better distraction than the most dangerous prisoner she'd ever taken fair enough oh my days I do sorry I'm going on a tangent my apologies but um I do like how they try to make Darth Maul very Yoda-esque when they find him again in Rebels yeah yeah, where where he acts all fucking senile and it's like oh this is just everything Force users do to fuck with people I guess Like, that's so cool. It's just a, it's just a, it's built into their psyche that you have to rely. If you have to rely on your powers, make it obvious that your body isn't able to do it without them, and then subvert that expectation when the chips are down. And then he fights the Inquisitors and shows them why their helicopter shit's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I hate that shit so much, but it does look funny. I think the only reason that he loses to Sidious as well is because Sidious was kind of expecting something like this and a hidden additional lightsabers all the way around his house that you could just get at any time. Uh, I only remember him fighting Sidious in Clone Wars. Uh, 
Yeah, that's the but that's what I mean about that. Like you, you fight Sidious in Clone Wars alongside Savage. Yeah, but Savage I thought, gets murked. but I thought he got fucked up because it, despite Darth Maul's skill, no matter how skilled he gets, he always feels fear just at seeing Sidious. Sidious has that yeah. installed in his brain. Yeah, yeah, he is still he's still a creature of emotion, and sometimes fear over right rage. I mean, it does as weird when it comes to Sidious. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Sidious has one trick in his arsenal, but it's a good trick. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's uh, overpower with extreme prejudice also force light <laughs> he does it with, a Va- with vader a bunch as well whenever vader gets vader gets up a t he just reminds him hey you know i can fuck you up <laughs> yeah yeah he's like you're 85 circuits dickhead <laughs> all right you want to be cross about it sure yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right fuck it i'm yeah. chomping at the bit let's talk about it yeah the dark troopers are a pain in the ass throughout this entire episode they are implacable they are difficult to kill the one thing that they do to try and kill them all doesn't work they well, try to burst them out into space and they can all fly and they don't need air yeah. so that makes uh, an even worse problem one of the best things they do in this episode is they establish just how hard they are to kill by so showing the mandalorian killing one and having a hard time about it and then there's a corridor full of them and it's just like <laughs> nope and uh, while they're trying to punch down the door we see an x-wing the distance they well, okay when i saw that x-wing i hoped beyond hope that it meant what i thought it was going to mean mm. however there was a very small part of my brain that said watch it be that dickhead from fucking fallen order <laughs> the ginger prick i forget his name yeah 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 i didn't want that but i'm like that feels like the move that they would do however it's just like it's one x-wing i'm like i know who i know who rides an x-wing yeah i know who has the x-wing that has r2d2 in it <laughs> well but you don't see r2 in the fucking shot though true true enough true enough but yeah i was watching this this corridor scene and first of all i was generally cons- I, I was like it has to be- i want it to be luke i want it to be luke so bad and then it's just like lightsaber goes on oh the cameras are black and white we don't know what color that lightsaber is but it is a gloved hand yep yep yeah Do you know who was in the original footage no Plo Koon. See, he he definitely died in Clone Wars. Oh, he's definitely dead. You saw it happen. <laughs> but the idea is they put Plo Koon's head on this body. In order to trick the people on set so that they didn't yeah. get leaked, yeah. So if any fucking wise guy wanted to spoil it, they go, oh, Plo Koon's back. And uh, all the nerds will go, dickhead. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, to be fair, though, if like I like Plo Koon. Yeah. But he, di- he died super hard in, like, in the film, not even in Clone Wars the animation. Yeah, he got shot in the ass while he was flying plane. Yeah, which by the way, for people who don't know, Plo Koon is actually the best Jedi pilot. Yeah, yeah. Better than Anakin. <laughs> mm, mm. And um, even Ahsoka looks up to him a lot. She just goes around, calls him Master Plo, and she, they have a, like like a really nice relationship. Well, he's the one who found her, right? I believe so, yeah. 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 Um, He's also got this cool trick, which is basically Force Lightning, but for good guys. Yeah, I think they call it Force Judgment or something. Either way, he, he doesn't use it because the rest of the Jedi Council don't like it when he does, and that's yeah. actually the reason. <laughs> He's used it twice, and both times mm. he's assured the council he felt no rage while he did it. Yeah. But the council was like, "Stop it!" And it was like, "All right, <laughs> stop fine. it, off it. Look, stop it, off it. Looks like evil." <laughs> Also, he has an orange lightsaber, and like he's the only character apart from Mace Window, Window, fuck, uh, Windu, who has a who has a unique colored lightsaber. Until Ray gets a like, she get a yellow one. Ray can fuck off. She ain't canon. But um, <laughs> uh, I do remember when Episode Two first came out, and Mace Window had a purple lightsaber, and it's the first time that it's not been red, blue, or green. Yeah, it's not been RGB. Yeah. And all the all the fans were like, "What does this mean? Does this mean he's got a perfect symmetry of the Force?" And like everyone, I think. Every 
everyone got disappointed when it turns out no Mace Wind uh, not Mace Windu sorry Sam Samuel L. Jackson just really likes to colour purple yeah yeah he's chatting to George Lucas and goes so what colour can mine be and he goes well you got green or blue for the good guy red for the bad guys and he goes what about a purple one <laughs> but I think George Lucas's answer wasn't even yes it was like we'll see if we can get you a purple one alright <laughs> yeah, we'll see if we can get you one yeah yeah and he's got BMF yeah his, yeah, so. yeah yeah I've seen the interview where he goes yeah I, also the reason why he wanted purple wasn't just because he liked the colour purple it's also because in the giant fight scenes he was in in the Clone Wars he wanted yeah, to he quite wanted to see himself yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he wanted to be what you wanted to be able to be picked out because obviously the camera is going to focus on Anakin and Obi-Wan because of the main characters yes. and Yoda because he's new and interesting uh, or rather his battle form is new and interesting we don't get to see that until it's one on one anyway but like yeah being able to zoom in to, to well sorry to zoom out and still be able to see Samuel L. Jackson fighting kind of a big deal yeah I get it I get it I, I do also like the interview where he reveals the bad motherfucker on his uh, lightsaber hilt because he yeah. straight up says uh, oh it's not just purple uh, sorry you can also tell which lightsaber's mine because it says bad motherfucker on the hilt <laughs> <laughs> I love Sam L. Jackson. Every time he fucking reveals something about Star Wars, it's always a treat. <laughs> yeah, as far, and as far as I'm aware, until Sidious's lightsaber got revealed, it was also the one with the most bling. Like it's got literally the most gold on it out of any Jedi lightsaber. Maybe so. I, I really don't pay that much attention to the handles. <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry about it. Okay. The don't worry. Fell apart. It's it's not me. <laughs> it's someone else in the house being a knobhead. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, we get to see Luke murking the dark troopers one by one. Sometimes multiple mungo in a weirdly poetic reflection of what was the the rogue one vader ha- vader having to choke a bitch and kill everybody scene uh except you know this time it's good guy doing it against bad guys and the bad guys all being robots so you don't have to k- care about them being you know sentient being absolutely man oh it was a treat it, the choreography was great yeah that's um, all I can, what can i say it's how luke should have been treated mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and uh and yeah luke takes the child away which lasts all of one season yeah <laughs> or half of a season um which i think it's actually mark hamill this time it does the voice whereas next time we see him it's this weird emotionless deep fake which they shouldn't have done like i understand having to age actors down using cgi or recreate actors who have passed away using cgi i don't think you should do the same for the voice at least especially with the technology that we have right now i, I, I didn't have any issue with the voice it sounded fine to me but um yeah the voice was fine this time but when it shows yeah don't worry about it (laughs) when it shows up in Book of Boba it's very it's conspicuous by proximity to Ahsoka because she is a person playing the role uh, compared to the the AI and the CGI and there's so much more emotion in Ahsoka even when she's being well especially when she's being coy you know yeah but they're kind of doing this weird thing with Luke where even though pretty much every novelization of the character has him being like no fuck the old Jedi fucking way it didn't work Mm. let's change that fucking no attachments is dumb this that hide your emotions nah fuck that but um yeah they seem to be leaning into him becoming what episode fucking seven uh, not yeah. seven but seven yeah. and the, eight the ep- yeah which, episode eight Luke yeah. which sucks because that means Kylo Ren kills Grogu yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just proven not to work like, oh wait no it doesn't because Grogu fucked off ignore me yeah, yeah he buggered off yeah, yeah. he's gone <laughs> he gone <laughs> also how did Luke have Yoda's lightsaber <sighs> 
I like, don't even know how Yoda had Yoda's lightsaber. Yeah, because like, like if he had it, he sure as fuck didn't make it known he had it. Like, it could very well be that Luke just fucking made up shit and made his own a miniature lightsaber and just went, "This is Yoda's now." Uh. Yeah. Uh, I think the actual reason is that because the Republic now has control of Coruscant, they'd have all of the things that were in the Imperial Palace. One of which might have been Sidious going, "Oh yeah, I got, remember when I beat Yoda? Yeah, this is a lightsaber, dickhead," and he just puts it in a jar or whatever. And they've been able to recover that. Like, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but whatever. It makes slightly more sense than being able to recover Luke's severed hand and make a clone out of it, which is what happens in the Thrawn novels. <laughs> oh, 10. boy. I, listen, whenever cloning comes up, uh, unless it's part of the clone army, I really fucking hate it. Yeah. At least they go to the, you know, the extent of actually having a part of the person and having actual DNA and not just going, oh, yeah, I, I stuck you with a needle and took some... Uh, took a sample at one point I but, really uh, I really don't like the sentence ha ah, ah, I stuck you with a needle yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not even fun in context you know <laughs> but yeah when then we get to the final scene they set up for the book of Boba and... oh before that we also see Pedro Pascal find no, fucking hell oh, Jin, yeah, manly tears. Mandalorian do manly tears not to mention also outright actually disobey the creed yeah yeah absolutely it's um he's already disobeyed the creed to get the child back and now he's willingly giving him up like I think this is the least he can do is show exactly how much he cares to this kid because the kid needs to know. Yeah. Um, but also, for fuck's sake, man, just lie for five minutes. Yeah. yeah. It really, like, talking about Bo Katan's bullshit, let's talk about Jin's bullshit in that one episode of Book of Boba. Have you ever taken your helmet off? <laughs> just lie, bro. No. Just lie. <laughs> just, just, it takes two seconds. Lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, like we say, it ends up with the um, the setup for the Book of Boba, with Boba and Fennec going to Jabba's palace. Bib Fortuna is doing his best to become the size of Jabba, and uh, he gets shot in the head, and then Boba sits on the throne. I do find it amusing how much Bib Fortuna does not expect to die in that moment. No, no, he's he's seeing someone who was one of his employees at one point. Well, not his, but his employer's well, employee. Well, More like a yeah. colleague. <laughs> Well, even then, I think he was above the other mercenaries because he was the major domo. He was like he was like Jabba's number two. Um, yeah, but again, like I wouldn't consider you being. You're not paying him, therefore he's not your employee. You just work sure, for the same boss, sure. you know? Yeah, he, yeah. Um, Bib Fortuna was HR. <laughs> well, it's also like it, it's not like Boba Fett was part of Jabba's organization. He was a bounty hunter. He was a freelancer. Yeah, yeah, know? totally. Um, but yeah, and also he stands above uh, the rancor pit. But I think Bib Fortuna. Really realizes, hmm, maybe don't drop Boba Fett in the Rancor pit. Number one, because he has a jetpack. Number two, because he knows that it's there and if he sees me reaching for the for the button, he's going to proper kill me. And number, then he kills him anyway. <laughs> and number three, there isn't a Rancor in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah number and, three, there isn't a Rancor in it. And Boba knows that. Yeah, yeah. Because like, <laughs> he saw it die. <laughs> Fucking... That would be your number one. Don't do the Rancor pit. Why? Not a Rancor in there. <laughs> it works on... Uh, then again, that's being said, it works on Black uh, Carsten. Yeah, yeah. But then again, he's also a Wookiee. Uh, yeah, I think the idea was drop him into a prison that's big enough to hold him. <laughs> I mean, li- literally, like, the fucking mods had a real tough time dealing with him, and then if it weren't for uh, Fennec, you know, probably would have killed a few folk. Oh, totally, totally, totally. I've, and they deal with Cassantin in the best way, which was show him respect. <laughs> well, to be fair, though, how much respect are you going to have for what? Like, okay, it's one of those things that villains do a lot, which never makes sense to me, and that is, you are my muscle, and instead of instilling loyalty into your muscle, you treat them like a dog. Yeah. Uh, dogs yeah. have breaking points. Mm. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they Especially do. when they're not a dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
And just because he can't speak English because his mouth don't work that way doesn't mean he's not intelligent. Like, for, for real, if someone always obeys your orders without complaint, don't treat them like shit. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want that person as an enemy. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> One of the more uh, profound orders you can give to someone like that, like that is to order them to tell you what they actually want and do your best to at least throw them a bone now again. Mm. Well, like, um, I'm going to use a Game of Thrones reference of uh, one of the things that Tywin says when the Hound gets promoted to Royal Guard, and the Hound is um, Joffrey Swan Sword before getting promoted sure. to the, uh, God, what they're called, the White Cloaks. Um, and uh, Tywin's pissed at this because, and I quote, you feed your dog scraps under the table. You don't let them sit at the dinner table. So it's like, you reward your dog and you, you make sure they're treated well. You don't elevate them to the same level as you. So it's mm. like, you, you reward good behaviour, you punish bad behaviour. You can't treat them like shit for no reason, but you can't put them on the same pedestal that you're on. Okay. It's a, it's a delicate line, but it's like, again, and again, another thing he says is, um, when you defeat your enemies, you raise them up, you don't uh, treat them with steel, because then why the fuck would anyone ever surrender to you? Oh, totally. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, you, you gotta make surrender a... Option? Believ <laughs> a believable and enticing option for facing your fact. Mm. I butchered the quote, by the way, but yeah, it, it's literally like, if, if, if surrender isn't an option, people aren't gonna fucking surrender. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's time to get into our final three. So, from the entire series, well, this entire season of this series, do you have a favourite moment? All racing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Perfectly choreographed. Um, it was fantastic, and like we say, it was it was a mirror image of something that was already the best scene of something else. <laughs> yeah. And I want to say, until he cropped up again in Book of Boba, it, it genuinely was like Luke Skywalker is back we're gonna see Luke Skywalker as Luke Skywalker should have been um, who knows it might still claw it back but the Book of Boba and what we gleaned from Luke's character in that doesn't bode well but whatever yeah. I'll fling it back to you sir favourite moment I hear your green lights have a moment and raise you two white ones uh... like, even with the finale on everyone's tongue when it was new like the Ahsoka episode is still my favourite and just seeing those white sabres just which actually are canonically the only white sabres around right now just light up the foggy fog and just cut through the weather. You just gave me a big old nerd boner. <laughs> uh, wielding two swords is always cool. What can one say? <laughs> it is. It is, yeah. And yeah, she she took those from... Well, she took the crystals that became her lightsabers from Inquisitors and purified them. Okay. Which is, like, kind of a neat way, neat thing to do because it, it, intent, Inquisitors are meant to have taken a lightsaber from a Jedi, mm -hmm. corrupted the crystal until it goes red, and she's purified the corruption, but it doesn't go back to being green or blue. It just goes, okay, I'm, I'm done with being a colour. <laughs> okay, but for real, one of my favourite sentences ever was when Clone Wars came out and it was revealed that Count Dooku was a secret Sith mm. and uh, someone just did the suggestion of, hey, if you're the Jedi Council, why don't you just do a quick lightsaber check like once a month? <laughs> like, yeah. just, uh, hey, show us your lightsaber. Red! Red! Red, red! <laughs> <laughs> You know well, what I mean, I mean though? Wouldn't that be fucking funny? Yeah, it would be. That's in fucking Visions as well, isn't it? That one episode. Everyone gets a lightsaber that reflects what they are in the Force, and everyone apart from the one good guy has a fucking red one. Oh, I've only seen like the first two episodes. Oh, I've seen up to the twin episode, dude. Okay, okay. Yeah. I should finish that so we can do a fucking Visions retro. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. I also watched like two episodes of it recently. I, I, I remember watching like episodes and... Well, we saw the first episode more or less at the same time, didn't we? Mm -hmm. No, we didn't. We, um, we watched 
wanted to and then we couldn't because it kept getting fucking delayed, didn't it? It kept getting delayed and also it turns out each episode is about 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Except for... <laughs> and then you got the fucking people who did fucking Gern Lagen trying to do a mm. fucking proper fucking like series length story in 20 minutes and it's like it was never yeah. going to be good. Like, yeah. <laughs> that you, you tried to cram two... I get the story you were trying to tell and that would have been cool if you if had at least four episodes but you had one. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. You can't put that much story in that length of time. You, you can't cut to a finale and expect it to have impact. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. We digress. We all, but yeah, we can't always just talk about the good stuff. We have to talk about what we didn't personally enjoy quite as well. So on that note, do you have a weakest link? It should have been less episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, there's the two obvious filler episodes and like, I didn't have a problem with the filler. It was fine as filler goes. I didn't, at the time I was like, okay, that was obviously filler, but it was fine. It was interesting. It was entertaining. But yeah, yeah. if the person creating your show says, I've got six episodes and you give them eight, it's, yeah. it's the exact same thing as when someone says, okay, I need 10 episodes. You got five, you know? Yeah, like, and it's the same as when someone says, okay, for homework, you have to write seven pages and you're finished in two. Mm. <laughs> well, that's when you get you get the fucking cronk of, right, the poison, the poison for Cusco, when all you needed to say was the poison. Um, yeah. Because, you know, you got to stretch that shit out. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like, I like to think I'm pretty good when I'm writing things at making it kind of concise. I mean, you've seen but... the way I do notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, listen, it's the one thing I'll give my uh, college teacher credit for, and that was she said, here's all the information. You need to condense it into notes that you can understand and read. Don't copy the whole yeah. thing because that won't help you. And I was like, okay, message received. And that's why <laughs> I write <laughs> notes like that now. <laughs> yeah, the way to jog your memory is often something small and concise and usable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but, uh, oh, but by the way, I was also in the, the age of smartphones. I didn't have a smartphone at the time, but, so, I, so I, I was writing notes manually. Um, mm-hmm. If you write notes manually, you want it to be as short as possible. <laughs> yeah, you do. Because you want to write it quickly before the next thing comes up on the board. Uh, pretty much, yeah. And uh, it was this really awkward moment of most people in the class, phone out, that was it. And there's me going, eh, the, 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 don't need that many words, don't need that many... That, not, that's not going to come up. Fuck that one. You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need quite as many filler words like vert even either. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's the first thing that fucking goes. Yeah. Duh, and. <laughs> no, fuck that. Comma will do. Um, But yeah, uh, <laughs> the fucking tangent out the way. My apologies once again. I will fling the question back to you, sir. What is your weakest link for Mandalorian Season 2? Yeah, I, I open this by saying, is it cheating to say filler episodes again? But the thing that I actually wasn't as keen on was, <laughs> at the time, the Book of Boba announcement was very unclear. There wasn't a, a lot of clar- clarity around it. It took the wind out of a fair few people's sails when it seemed like, at that moment, it was the end of Din Djarin's importance in the entire universe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there was definitely an air of that. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of speculation. It wasn't until they actually came out and revealed a couple of uh, at least it was at least weeks later that Mando three was actually also in development. That um, that people actually got excited about both rather than being you know having a bittersweet um, pining for more Mando when knowing you could you're only going to get Boba, which he'd done well. He made a good entrance and you know made a good case for himself, but is not the one that we've been following for two seasons. Yeah, I got to be honest with you. Uh, when we got to Book of Boba, Boba felt very nerfed. Yeah, yeah. Between seasons, not from yeah. back in the day. I mean, from Mandal- the end of Mandalorian to the start of Book of Boba, it's like the fuck happened to that guy? Yeah, yeah. Because like he had his like when he had his ship, he was like, oh, oh yeah, we're getting chased. Oh, let's drop a bomb and like blow up two Tie Fighters with one missile with the with the old uh, overdrive bombs that make a big old ring. Mm-hmm. Like that one scene from Clone Wars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yep, let's get into our time-honored tradition of the MVP. Well, Rick, I bear with me for one second. You're going to hear tippy taps. I apologize. I know who my MVP is. I just needed to look up their name. All right. You ready for this? Go ahead. I apologize in advance if I butcher this. Giancarlo Esposito. Ah, good old Moff Gideon. Yes, but specifically the actor. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. my fucking God, that dude knocked it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way of... Your story is only as good as your villain. And he did a very good job of being a compelling villain that everyone wanted to hate, both in story and out. I'm very sorry, but my computer felt it was necessary to inform me that it's Earth Day. <laughs> Okay. So, um, <laughs> thank you, laptop. Uh, continue. Happy birthday, Earth, I guess. But yeah, he's, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he did, like I say, he did a very good job. Like, the characters hated him. The the viewers enjoyed watching him and enjoyed hating him, you know? Like, some ca- some villains are just fun to watch. Be arsehole, you know? Here's the moment that actually cinched it for me, though. He is always intimidating and always scary, and he never yells. Yeah, but, totally. But beside that, when Luke is coming through the fucking hallway, the switch from being all cocky and, like, you're all gonna die except for me, and the moment he recognises who he's looking at on the screen... And the colour drains from his face and all you can see is pure fear. He shits an entire brick. It's great. <laughs> I don't think many actors could have fucking pulled that off and he fucking nailed it. Yeah, he did yeah, that yeah. scene justice and he's exactly what they needed and so he gets my MVP. Yeah, because he goes from not only being smug about being the only one that is going to survive, he's also like peppering in a bunch of trolls. He's, like He's trolling Bo-Katan going, uh, you didn't duel me and now you're never going to get to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, trolling everyone else saying, uh, you're not going to shoot me in the head, you got a Republic officer right there. <laughs> <laughs> who by the way went off to space at some point we'll never see again but um yeah, yeah. but yeah definitely deserving of the mvp award like moff gideon's a great character but i don't think they would have been shit without this actor playing them true true and like, oh gun if they didn't have if they didn't have moff gideon they would have had to have thrown earlier you know yeah and you can't deal with thrown this way no no you can't put one mercenary against thrown and expect him to win oh god no because like, thrown isn't this level of commander he is a grand strategist yeah he's oh, not talking of this level yeah talking of this level of commander um, I said earlier that he had a uh, Star Destroyer, but Gideon actually technically only has a light cruiser. It's the same shape as a Star Destroyer, but it's like the equivalent of a golf cart. <laughs> so <laughs> it looks tough and intimidating, but it ain't shit. Yeah, you, you put it next to one that actually is a Star Destroyer, and oh boy. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair do, fair do. Um, yeah, let's wrap this up, Rick. Do you have your own MVP? Yeah, it's going to be F and F. Uh, Favreau wrote, wrote every single episode except for the Jedi, which was Filoni. And yeah, I'm again. We're not saying that everything they touch turns to gold, but we'll take them over D and D any day. <laughs> oh, for fucks! Yeah, they cut. Yeah. <laughs> D and D can't do shit without without. They did a fair job of adapting something that already existed. I'm not going to shit on that. But the moment they ran out of material, they dropped the fucking ball. We got Favreau and Filoni. I butchered that, but that's because my fucking speech is weird at the best of times. Favreau and Filoni knocked it out of the park every single fucking time. What's yeah, more, yeah. Filoni is such a fucking diehard Star Wars nerd and does a, such a good job with everything he touches. He's head of di- of um uh, creative more or less for Star yeah, Wars yeah. at the moment. Yeah, he's like the creative consultant. Yeah. 
took over for uh, Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, and he needed to because Kathleen Kennedy, as much as a like, as much as filmmaking royalty as she is, she's not Star Wars royalty. Yeah, I mean, I think I brought it up. It might have been the, the fucking previous Mando ep- uh, retro. It might have been when we did Star Wars Episode Four. But like, I don't want to shit on the woman because she's got a career. She did great with what she had. Everything she did with Star Wars just wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. Like Rogue One was alright. Like what... Solo story was alright. Wouldn't call it good. Yeah. It seems like what they did, apart from a couple of exceptions, was focus test in focus groups rather than with nerds. Yeah, it could and be. Some, something that does well in a closed environment doesn't necessarily always do well with the public. I kind of get it yeah. because the Star Wars Star Wars fans are a dying breed. Oh no. But you know what? <laughs> d- but do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no. I know what you mean, like, yeah. pr- proper Star Wars diehard nerds were kids in the 70s. Yeah. They're not all here now. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people um, have, like, inherited a love of Star Wars from their parents, so they yeah. need to start sort of aiming towards new fans and drawing people in, as opposed to relying entirely on nostalgia. And, like, I love nostalgia, but even I admit, like, Boba Fett was too much that and not enough its own thing. Yeah, like, we're like the Gen 2 of Star Wars nerds in that we were here for the 20th anniversary re-releases and then the <laughs> then, the, then the prequels. Well, so I, was here we... for the, I was here for the prequels. Okay. I'm pretty sure you were alive for the other ones just maybe not you know super conscious <laughs> it's one of those where like my first experience to star wars as i said was vhs tapes that my dad said watch these mm, mm, yeah yeah not because he, he wanted borrowed. me to not because he wanted me to watch star wars because he <laughs> got to entertain the shit babby for five minutes <laughs> this will shut them up i'll come in every yeah, yeah. two hours and change the video <laughs> yeah yeah rewind that one put the next one in <laughs> Oh, yeah, geez. we borrowed it... our Star Wars VHSs from like one of my mum's work colleagues. <laughs> we didn't even have our own. Like we didn't have a copy of Star Wars until it came out on DVD. Was there any more of a depressing fucking feeling than putting a VHS video into the uh, the player and going, ah fuck, they didn't rewind it? <laughs> and then you'd you'd rewind it and you go, not looking at the telly. I don't want to see what happens. <laughs> uh, I had the the benefit of being able to rewind it without watching it, so we could. I could. What I could do is I could look at the number. And I could rewind it almost all the way and then stop just before the beginning because that's where all the trailers were and you didn't want to fucking watch those because it was the same ones every fucking time. <laughs> I used to remember watching some old Disney VHS tapes and it was always an advert for Aristocats followed by Pocahontas followed by Now Look at Our Classic Collection which is Snow White and there wasn't Little Mermaid whatever came out around Snow White time. I think Bambi was in there. Yeah, yeah. It's just like buy two for seven pound or some shit and it's just like <laughs> Yeah, in my day, it was not the cl- the classic collection wasn't even a thing in my day because they still had the Disney Vault. The idea is that they put things back in the vault to generate scarcity. Bastards. So when they re-released it, it was like, oh, last chance to buy before it goes away again. Yeah. But who knows how long? Almost exactly every, almost unfailingly, exactly seven years each time. But um, the other thing they used to advertise were Disney sing-alongs. Oh, I remember those fucking things. Never bought them, but I I remember them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd always see them advertise, and then we never bought any because... One, your parents didn't want you singing all day. No, no. And B, they didn't have the nostalgia for those films that modern-day Disney nerds do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do remember one Christmas, they were really advertising very hard. This was when DVD players were new, so we didn't even have a DVD player, so I couldn't have got it yeah. anyway. But 
uh, it was like the complete Disney collection, and it was all the, it wasn't all the Disney films, but it was most of the Disney films on uh, in a big old box set of DVDs, and it was like 150 pound, and I was like, I want it, it's like, but it's 150 quid. <laughs> uh, the argument my parents used, which actually convinced me, was you have most of them already on videotape, and yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, totally. fair enough, I, but I still looked on with envy because the box looked nice. Yeah, it did yeah. Um, and when they released them in singles, they're like 30 quid each. They were very expensive, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, pretty much they to di- about that. pretty much to dissuade you from buying them individually and encourage you to yeah. buy the box, which it's a marketing strategy for sure. I don't know how well it paid off. I'm sure there was a few people who did fall for that. Yeah, yeah. Like if you do have them on VHS, then yeah, you could get away with buying like two or three on DVD that you didn't have somewhere. But like, but again, didn't have a DVD at player. At that point, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you did have a PS2. <laughs> oh, this was before the PS2. PS, uh, we yeah, didn't, we didn't get the PS2 on release. Sure, I'd never. Uh, until the PS4 even the P- PS5 is probably the only console I've bought on release and even then it was a y- like damn near a year after because of the scarcity yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't scalpers yeah I don't I, 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 I like if, if you really wanted one you could buy one for uh, damn near twice like, the price and I was like yeah, fuck like you a grand <laughs> I, one I don't want to spend a grand when the damn thing only costs 400 quid yep. two I'm not giving you money you fucking piece of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and on that bombshell <laughs> but then no for real though like the thing that actually fucks me off about scalpers is they're always going to win at least a little bit yeah because at christmas time you want your kids to be happy there's always going to be some loud kids rich mom who would rather pay it's not even that it's not even that bro like growing up i i mean still now i wouldn't exactly call myself wealthy i'd call myself getting by but uh Mm. as a kid my family was definitely poor Mm -hmm. you know and like if your kid goes this is the one thing i want for christmas and your family's poor yeah they lean into the one thing rather than yeah. a plethora of, in- of infinite little tidbits of shit. Like, you want Christmas to be remember- remembered. Like- <laughs> little tidbits of shit. <laughs> Sorry, You go know on. what I mean, though, right? No, I like- do, I do. It's just a funny way of wording it. No one wants a stocking full of wank when they can have, you know, one thing they actually want. Yeah. And, like, you- even if you don't have infinity money, you want Christmas to be memorable, you know? You've got to remember as well that consoles in my house, when they got were gotten for Christmas, they weren't from Santa Claus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's one of the things that, like, if I ever have kids, that's definitely going to be a thing, that presents come from the person. The shit from Santa is just the little shit. The shit we got from Santa was the tiny little cans of Coke yeah. and um, pretty much food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone got an orange. Uh, <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> uh, we used to get some plastic crap as well, which, as a child, oh, yeah, yeah, loved yeah. the plastic crap, but it was just plastic crap. <laughs> I, got, I got shiny pennies. Shiny pennies, goddamn. Yeah, freshly minted, one piece. P's, two P's, and pound coins. Don't what this will pay for your college education, son. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the the ones and two P. Well, to be fair, they all went up on a shelf until I realised. Oh, I want a book. It costs four pounds. I have three of those pounds up there. I'll use my one pound pocket money for this month, and then I get my book. <laughs> hey, I've got a quick question of you while we're talking about pennies. Did your yeah, yeah. nan and grand nan or granddad or both have a giant bottle that was the size of a small child filled with pennies? My dad has one. Because my nan had one however yeah. it's full of foreign pennies so fucking worthless so double worthless because most of those countries <laughs> I'm no have I've got to the, yeah yeah, yeah, they, yeah either yeah. the country no longer exists or the or they do still exist and they've converted to the euro to be fair if you just want something cool to look at having a big old bottle glass bottle by the way filled with pe- with coins is cool but also if someone nicks it you're not going to care if it's filled with foreign <laughs> currency that no longer exists yeah the entire thing's probably worth about four quid (laughs) Yeah. 
And that's just for the fucking sending the glass bottle off. Yeah, and the scrap metal of the coins. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, um, I'm just remembering that scene from The Simpsons of, uh, you've got L, V, S, and up. What country is this from? Uh, it no longer exists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bottle that it was for us was a big-ass bottle of Bell's whiskey, and my dad and other two uncles, all of which uncles by marriage, so the actual r- relatives who were blood-related beforehand were the sisters, yep. um, they all did that one bottle in a weekend, so <laughs> <laughs> this massive one that comes up to, like, your thigh. <laughs> Like, um, I, this is just going to be reminiscent at this point, but fuck it, we're, we're in. Um, when I used to go see my granddad, what we he'd always give us the same thing, and it was like, uh, you know, those little plastic bags you get from the bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know if they still even do that anymore, because, you know, yeah, coin, coins are kind of dying out, is why I thought they might not have done. But yeah. They, they do, because um, some businesses own, well, some businesses use cash more than others, like an off-license, for instance. Sure. If they want to bank coins, they need to be in yeah. bank bags of, like, specifically 21 pounds coins or um a tenner's worth of 50ps which i've forgotten the number of them i think it is also you know like 20 but, <laughs> but yeah um my granddad would give a, a well a bank plastic bag full of uh of pennies oh which <laughs> go to the corner shop and buy some penny sweets yeah yeah because people because people nowadays don't know why they're called penny sweets but back in the day they were called penny sweets because they cost a fucking penny yeah i remember one time we were at scout camp yes and that was away from home therefore you could do it light so we bought a hundred penny sweets for a pound <laughs> <laughs> and between us we obviously went through them in an evening <laughs> so we decided ah this is actually a very fun way to spend a pound <laughs> it re- uh, that, that, like yeah get a couple of mates and yeah it's just like yeah, it's yeah. just like nowadays when you all go out for a Chinese but you don't actually buy anything for yourself you just buy a group lot of bullshit and it's just like yeah 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 it's like a feast for a king but you're with your friends <laughs> yeah it's like do you all trust me does anyone not like mushrooms or whatever and then you just order like table this table that table the other and just like everything is table food nothing is anyone's go nuts yeah but yeah <laughs> man now i just feel sad because i'm just remembering the last two years of everyone's lives where we can't do shit yeah like closest thing you can do is have a chinese at the same time over zoom <laughs> no one does that <laughs> Oh, apparently that's what mukbangs are meant to be. They're, they're meant to be... No, mukbangs um, are people who get turned on by girls going... Because yeah. it sounds a bit like sucking cock. Or that one formerly vegan dude who's now three times his starting... Oh, life. you're talking about fucking... What's his name? Avocado. Yeah. Yeah, he's Ukrainian. Is he? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, so it was a horrible fucking joke to make. But someone said, wouldn't it be awful if the last thing you see as a Russian soldier is Avocado running at you <laughs> with a look of hunger behind his eyes? <laughs> Again, horrible fucking joke, but very funny. <laughs> And on that bombshell... (laughs) If you like the video, you got the comment section down below. That's really funny, come on. I know we don't talk about Ukraine because it's rather depressing, but that's... (laughs) Kind of funny. Well, yeah, but, but that's, I mean, that's depressing, but talking about Nicocado Avocado just jiggling towards troopers is actually an interesting, an interesting and amusing mental visual. But yeah, if you're listening to us on one of the audio platforms, you can send us an email. And where would that email go to? Uh, what's Nicocado Avocado's email address? Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, you say anything um, at mailinginter.com it won't go anywhere <laughs> uh, but yeah if you want to actually talk to us we've got the 
nonsense review. No, sorry, there's no the. Uh, we've got nonsense review UK at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsense review UK at gmail.com. So far, we only get spam mail. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know why, because we have the only people who have our email addresses are fucking um, podcast provider. So obviously they're fucking sold it. <laughs> yeah. All people listening in, you know, bots can listen to words. But yeah, it's definitely the people. Yeah, I, I, yeah, because it's all aimed. At, it's all it's, sold it. It's all like, oh, we know you, we realize you have a podcast. Would you like to? Bl-? And it's like, yeah, okay. Would you like to buy views? <laughs> That's literally what most of them are. And I'm like, I can't afford it. And even if I could, what's the point in having fucking? What's the point in having yeah. a thousand views on every video if none of them are real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, thank you all for watching, and I'll see you next time. Bye, bye, bye.